0: Good evening and welcome to the Get Football Mercato show, here every weekday to bring you the latest transfer news from across France, Germany and Italy. I'm your host Nathan Staples and joining me this evening are Alessandro Pugliese from Get Italian Football News, Axel Falk from Get German Football News and I will also be filling in for this evening for Get French Football News. We'll start this evening with the news that sort of broke early this afternoon in Germany as Max Meyer looks to be closing in on a move finally, but not quite where we, or even he may have expected Axel earlier this week. Where in the Premier League does it look like he's heading?
1: Crystal Palace, actually, um, which was probably not where uh, either uh, Meyer himself or his his agent uh, Whitman would have expected him to go, uh, saying they call him a undoubtable world class player who would definitely go to Russia with the national team. Um I wouldn't expect this I wouldn't have expected this transfer to happen, uh this move to happen beforehand, but uh it could be a very good transfer. I think it's, it's it would be a fantastic deal for, for Crystal Palace because Max Meyer is, is a very competent um uh player in midfield who can perform a very perfect juggling act if if given space and time. Um but for my it seems quite strange to, to to leave Schalke on those terms and to then go to Crystal Palace, uh, a club that, I mean, if if he is actually world-class, I think he, he should be seen as a bit better than them. Uh, we all do respect to uh, Crystal Palace, of course, but um, it's it's a very strange one, but it could turn out to be quite spectacular if things work out well.
0: It's an interesting
1: one, isn't it? Because
0: there's lots of facets to this move, really. Obviously, Crystal Palace probably wasn't his first destination when he was thinking about possibly even Barcelona at the very start of the summer when when the rumours came out, at least with his agent was looking at that kind of club. But at the same time, a lot of things have been held up due to his boy's demands, which might be something that the, the Eagles can appease and, and a platform for him that it may be in a year, a year and a half might get him the big move that he is looking for.
1: Definitely, and as I said uh, last Friday, um, I think there's. I think the general interest has cooled down, due to his wage demands and due to his um, his actions against Schalke, because he's uh, both him, he, both Meyer himself, and of course his agent uh, Whitman have been quite vocal in their, um, uh, and uh, against Schalke and uh, have been kind of smearing their own name. Uh, and Schalke's name, uh, which has, of course, not been appreci- appreciated by any anyone in the footballing world. Uh, so um, I think his, his, um, his name has been uh, quite smeared uh, in the footballing sphere of many nations. Uh, and um, so, uh, as you said, Barcelona were, might have been interested at the beginning of the summer, but uh, now the whole saga might end with Crystal Palace, which is quite um, strange.
0: An odd end to what might be one of the more interesting transfer stories, and maybe a warning to others that maybe rate
1: themselves a little
0: bit too highly. But let's go on to um, some breaking news, really, that we have from Italy. It came in, Sandro, just before we started, so it's not even in our script. But um, Luka Modric is supposedly interesting into Milan. There's supposedly interest both in, from the Croatian and obviously the club. I don't think they would turn down a player like that, but at the same time, it looks
2: like agents are looking to try and make this deal happen can it really happen so this is certainly a bit of a bombshell uh while another croatian has landed in milan tonight in Cime versalco uh gianluca Di Marzio and the team at sky sport italia uh, are reporting that inter dream of signing real madrid star luka modric uh first contacts have been made with his agents um the croatian apparently is open to potentially moving to Milan. Um, the report also mentioned that he had discussed uh, club club play with his Croatian teammates at the World Cup uh, in Brozovic, Parisic and now before aforementioned Versaco, who will be completing his move officially tomorrow. Um, and also, interestingly, the report mentions that Inter believe they already have a deal in place for Arturo Vidal from Bayern Munich. Who is at the moment the Plan B, uh, and for the moment, the Nerazzurri will try to make uh, quite quite a, a big name signing in Modric. Otherwise, they will look to uh, just close the deal for Vidal. Uh, so, I mean, this really continues Inter's fantastic work on the the mercato this summer. They've really improved their squad in basically every area of the pitch, and now it's uh, up to Luciano Spalletti to put the product on the field.
0: Yeah, it's it's surprising this uh, transfer window for Italy. Full stop. But you mentioned it there, Sandra, and I do want to delve a little bit deeper into into summer because they had, did some nice cup price deals last summer. But they they've brought in Asamoah, a nice bit of experience, a Serie A winner, obviously with Juventus. Vissalchio is through the door now, obviously, um, with Atletico Madrid confirming the the move as well. Nine Gulans already through the door. There's talks of Vidal, and we will mention him a little bit later, potentially coming in. So adding Luka Modric to that kind of mixture with uh, Latono Martinez as well up front with Mario Ricciardi still staying, are they, even though Juventus have brought in the superstar that is Cristiano Ronaldo, have they built a potential title contender um, in Inter?
2: I believe so. Um, it'll certainly be tough. I mean, we've seen Juve's resilience and depth come through time and time again over the past seven years. Uh, So it will certainly be tough, but especially if one of Modric or Vidal come, I think Inter fans should be dreaming of at least a serious Scudetto fight.
0: They have to be, doing not I think pulling off a move like Modric might um, just be as good as if, um, the one that the old lady obviously pulled off earlier this summer. On to things in France now. And there's been some interest in Rennes midfielder James Lear Saliki from a number of clubs across Europe, including the main ones mentioned in the report, which are Everton and Borussia Dortmund obviously Everton would have seen a, a nice closer look of him um over the weekend because they played a friendly in the Brittany side and um he did reasonably well um <laughs> played in scored a couple of goals um a really good midfielder box-to-box kind of player can sort of fill in any role that they need to across that midfield can play a bit more defensively if they need to strong um a great um a great drive on him a, a little bit like him um, it reminds me of a, a Yaya Torre sort of drive on him when he needs to but he has had his moments as well with the clubs little bits of falling outs little bits of uh, arrogance maybe some people might mention it but at the same time the 22 year old is a very good player and um, there's a number of other clubs supposedly interested in a club outside the Europe so top six have phoned Ren as well to understand their position on the player but Ren are pretty unwilling to sell them and they're trying to keep as many of these players that they can having already sold the oris this summer they want to try and keep in with Grenier coming in and others looking like Ren might be pushing for more consistent Europa League football, but he would be a good signing for Everton if they were to bring him in. They maybe need a little bit extra in that centre of the park, maybe a little bit more guile, a bit more exuberance, a bit more of a link between the back and the front of that team. And uh, he's exactly the kind of man that may be able to do it on a regular basis. And I want to bring you in on this one, Axel, obviously, because he might. Also interest it was obviously also interesting Dortmund and their deal for Axel Witzel seems to be slowing down somewhat, even though there is reportedly a release clause in his contract with the Chinese club. But um, a, a midfield is somewhere that Dortmund is obviously still looking to strengthen. 22 um, year old French player played plenty of games in the game maybe another um, young star for them to bring in.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I can't say that, that I actually watched him that much, uh, but I'd take your uh, your uh, word for his, his quality. Um, I mean, Bruce still are always interested in, in good and young um, midfielders, uh, it seems. Uh, and I, I would say that, I mean, signing a 22 year old should be probably a better deal than signing a 29 year old Axel Witzel. Um, but as I do not know too much about a player, I can only speak for Bristol Dortmund and what they might, um, might need. And that is, of course, a more resilient um, midfielder in Witzel's mould, so to speak, uh, a more aggressive one. And if, if he does fit that profile, then it's of course, would be a fantastic signing for, for Bristol Dortmund or an, another top six club in Germany, of course. Um, but I, as I haven't watched him that much, as you have, uh, I'll let you be a judge on how, how well he, he would fit that profile. Mm, I, I think he would be a nice fit into that team. I think uh,
0: Dortmund at the moment do have you know, they would play with someone like a or 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 Sahin, although obviously like you mentioned previously that they may be souring on him a little bit at least the fan base is. so maybe mm. someone that does have that box-to-box presence they may be missed really since Ilkay Gundogan I know mm. uh, Mahmoud Dahoud might be more of the kind of player that they're trying to mold into that sense but um I, I think he would be a good link the, the only worry for me would be consistency I think uh, James L- has been in and out of the rent side last season a bit because of disciplinary things but also because of a couple of inconsistent performances but does have the ability um, to really command games and I'm sure um Wolf of Toffy certainly saw that um, firsthand at the weekend which is why their name's in the hat as well. Um, let's have our roundups then and we'll start in Germany with you again Axel and uh, it's there's reports coming out left right and centre about Ademola Luckmann who is looking to try and get back to Leipzig, preferably on a permanent deal if possible. spoke reports tonight that they're in final negotiations regarding the transfer hoop and uh, the local media saying that it's it's almost a done deal.
1: Yes, it seems to be. Uh, Leipzig is of course a, a club with bags of money, um, naturally. It's one of the racial clubs in Germany and uh, one of the most ambitious ones as well. Luckman spent last year there and did extremely well They well, lost. Last spring there, and did extremely well in in the games he played. He scored a few goals, and uh, really showed that he has the potential to become something special. Uh, and if given playing time, and I think he would be given that at Leipzig. Uh, so uh, to sign him for I think 18 million is is something that's been quoted would be a, a very good deal, I think, for, for for Leipzig. Even though they of course have uh, a few very capable wingers already, but you know, um, for a club like Leipzig having depth and having quality could never be a bad thing and considering they they do have the money um, and they have one of the best coaches at the moment when it comes to refining um, talent and next season of course they will have Julian Nagelsmann who is perhaps the best coach in Germany at refining talent I can't see this going uh, badly
0: and the thing that will interest at least English viewers on this move is that oh, it'd be disappointing to see him leave, leave Everton at least anyway, and not see him on on local shores at least. But at the same time, there might be a little bit of a worry there with Oliver Burke going to Leipzig a couple of years ago, really struggling to find game time. And like you mentioned, there's a lot of attacking players in that lineup. You think of um, Sabitzer, you think of Werner, you think of Paulson, uh, Jean Kevin Augustin, Bruma. Um There's plenty of talent really on that side of things. Is he going to get the game time?
1: I think he would uh he he got quite a loved of game time when he was on loan. Um I think that should be kind of a sign of things to come for him. Uh I, I, would, I would I think he wouldn't move there if um if he wasn't going to play. I I do not think Leipzig would spend 18 million on him if they aren't um aiming to to play him and give him time to develop. Uh, and as I said um Ragnick is an extremely capable coach when it comes to refining talent, and he does that through, like giving them playing time and giving them space to, to develop uh, as players and as human beings. So um, I think you will get playing time. Uh, they have, will probably have quite a hectic schedule next season. and season of that as well, uh, it's club on the up, and clubs on the up need depth and need quality, and they need uh, quality in that depth. So, uh, I would definitely think Lukman will, will get the playing time he needs. Uh, and I would just only say that it's up to him how well he adapts to the German game once more.
0: And it's a bit more of that English migration to German shores at the moment that we're seeing. And another player that has um, been linked with the German clubs who is English is Luke Shaw. Um, there's a surprise report that, that supposedly Wolfsburg are a bit interested in him. It seems, although he's obviously not necessarily a starter, a regular starter at Manchester United, Axel, so it seems maybe a little far fetched that he would head to the, uh, to the club.
1: Yeah. Um... Albeit it wouldn't surprise me a bit because Wolfsburg have done some horrible business in the last few years. Um, but I don't know if it would, would be a horrible business, but it, I wouldn't say it would be a brilliant business at least. Um, they, they have already signed a few a few wing backs in the last few years, and they have uh, one of the more promising wing backs in Germany at the moment, in Gianluca Itter, who is 19 years old this season and will hopefully get some playing time, uh, I say. Um, and, of course, um, Wolfsburg as a club that isn't famed for developing talent, um, so that could be a true... Well, that, that could hinder, of course, and that could um, uh, be good for Luke Shaw, but it doesn't even really be far-fetched. I, I can't see... I. I can't see many worlds or many dimensions where Wolfsburg sign looks in in his current state or in Wolfsburg's current state.
0: And, and you mentioned it there, and we've we've talked about another left back that was uh, linked with Wolfsburg a couple of, last week. I, I spoke to Andrew about him in Jerome Um It seems a bit strange, though, at the same time that they have two left backs on well, Verhage, who's is a relatively experienced player and, and a young. Player that, that is is very promising as well. Does it still seem strange that they are continuously linked with the left back, or is that because of the strength of Ricardo Rodriguez in previous years that they may be thinking they need to keep upgrading back to his level?
1: That's a very good point, actually. Um, it could have something to do with Ricardo Rodriguez. Could be uh, they might be accustomed to a certain quality on that left flank, but at the same time, I think um, Fajr is an is an extremely. Experience and a very, very competent defender. And I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't have said last season that the left back position was, uh, was the you know, biggest, biggest, uh, weakness, uh, was probably the center backs or, or the defensive mid- midfield, no, rather. So, um, it's, it's a bit strange that they keep hunting, uh, wing backs because they, I think you signed two last, last summer with, with William and, uh, Jan Verhag. Um, so, uh, Poor Frag. Uh, so it's, um, it's very strange very strange actually um, but I don't know I mean it might just be Wolfsburg's policy to, to sign lots of wing backs and hope they somehow sometime um, perform as well as Rodriguez did
0: and it's going to be interesting it always seems like Wolfsburg even though they did struggle last season they always seem to try and tempt anyone and everyone that they can get through the doors because they, they still have a bit of a pull um, on to Um, Other news, and we we briefly touched on it earlier, potentially, that Arturo Vidal is close to Inter. We also understand that he's looking now like potentially plan B. Um, Should Modric be one um, to come through the door? Uh, At the same time, that maybe leaves the the Chilean in in, by by Munich as well, a bit in limbo. Now, uh, obviously, they're looking to try and move him on now with, with uh, new manager and new ideas going on and him seeming not to fit the mould but um, a loan deal with an option to buy, would that be the ideal scenario for Bayern Munich to, to let him go and, and move on from Vidal? Uh,
1: probably not. I, I would I would actually say that Niko Kovac could use Artur Vidal in his system because Niko Kovac is reliant on very uh, frantic and very, um, very well yeah, frantic and very hectic um, midfielders, but I mean, loaning him out seems quite strange because I mean he's 30 years old, I think. So uh, why why would he be loaned out and then return? Perhaps it's it's more about in, Inter and that like, Inter doesn't want to spend that money on a 29-year-old right now. Um, it could also be that he is Plan B, so they might actually sign him even though they 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 possibly and potentially sign uh, Modric, which. Um, so it's it could be, a, yeah, it could be both, um, but it will, wouldn't be the best for Bayern Munich, I don't think. I, 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 it might be the best for Inter, and it might be quite good for Vidal, but for Bayern Munich, it seems quite quite odd to load load them out in his current state. Um, I, I would argue you see more selling on. it gets
0: interesting as well from a from a Munich perspective at least, Axel. That um, they they're obviously looking like they want to get rid of Vidal. It looks like Thiago might still be someone that is interesting other teams and they may be willing to let go. They obviously brought in Toliso last season, but they they still feel a little bit thin on the ground in midfield. Is that maybe a worry for them? Maybe not on a domestic front, at least anyway, but potentially, or, or at least in the European front, that they may be sort of a little bit weaker if they do let a couple of these players go, especially from a squad perspective.
1: It could be. Um, in, I mean domestically it could be a problem. Um, they haven't had that much competition in the last few years but with a new coach Nikkovic is unproven at this level he he performed extremely well with Andrew with, with Frankfurt um, but he's unproven at this level um, I would say so it's it's very uncertain lots of uncertainty at uh, at uh, in Bavaria right now um, so yeah they, they do look a bit weak in that position and in quite a few positions I would, I would even say. However, I'd also like to point out that Niko Kovac is actually a very good coach when it comes to managing, well, making the best out of very, very, um, very little. Uh, he he did it at at Frankfurt. Of course, he he managed to win the um, the dfb uh, with with very. Well, a decent squad, but it wasn't good enough to win the cup. I mean, uh, that was quite far fetched to to believe uh, to begin with. So, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't count them out from from anything because Niko has the abilities to perform very very well with uh, close to nothing. But they do look a bit weak in quite a few positions, and we feel is not an exception to that. And they if if they do sell, if they do let Vidal and Thiago, go, I, I I would probably consider well, I would probably assume that they, they would sign a new midfielder um, in the future.
0: It's going to be an interesting one. And getting an Italian perspective on that potential Vidal deal, Sandro, it, it does sound like it may be plan B now, should uh, Should Modric come through the door. But if he does go to Inter, does he add to that midfield with, with Nainggolan in there as well? And even if Modric doesn't turn up, he, he's a, a, an extra addition that can add some extra miles and some undoubted tenacity at least uh, to that midfield.
2: oh no doubt in my mind <clears throat> um Vidal on inter would be something special especially paired with Nangolan uh under Spalletti that would uh be a crunching midfield uh no doubt would definitely uh love to see that happen <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't think I would want to be a midfielder on the other side as well. I might wear two pairs of shin pads if I was playing against uh, those two on a weekly basis. On two things in Serie A now, and we'll, we'll talk, more well, obviously Vesalco's deal has been completed, and we mentioned that earlier. So we'll go on to the news that we were going to start with, and that's uh, reportedly AC Milan um, looking at Adrian Rabiot of Paris Saint-Germain, who has interested Barcelona this summer as well. What do you think for a potential move to him to AC? I know there obviously still financial restrictions, and it might be a little bit difficult to convince the Frenchman to leave Paris. But um, someone that could add some dynamism to their midfield.
2: Uh, yeah. So at the moment, media set uh, have reported that uh, Milan sporting director Leonardo has spoke to Rabio's mother slash agent. Uh, the Frenchman's contract does expire next summer. And I do think Rabio would represent an upgrade in the midfield for Milan, a place where I think they could definitely use a signing to upgrade their squad. Um, obviously, there is always a question of FFP, uh, especially under the new ownership, how that will all work out. Uh, for me, I still think a, a priority for Milan, even though they're about to pull off a very nice deal with the Bonucci-Caldara swap and probably getting Hewain, they still need to offload a couple of guys on the book off the books. Um, for Rabiot, obviously, this summer has uh, shined a light on potential attitude problems. Um, and I, I don't think Gattuso, if he is still there, would be having any of that in his squad. Um, but I mean, this represents definitely a, a possible upgrade uh, for Milan's midfield.
0: I suppose the worry from, from our point of view obviously a Paris Saint-Germain player we had seen plenty of Andre rabia who had an excellent season this season before last but started well and tailed off last season as best as a box-to-box player i think but he did play a bit more defensively last season due to injuries and bits like that but did struggle at times didn't have the greatest games in in the big games and his attitude has always been a little bit of a question mark at least it's not just from his statements where he's mentioning that when they lost to real madrid it's not like they're playing mets which Fair enough, it's true, but it's an outspoken comment to, to say the least in his mother's involvement in his um, proceedings of the past, with him hinting he wants to leave PSG before um, a couple of seasons ago, mentioning this summer that he's disgruntled, obviously, with the, the French news where he was on the um, supplementary squad and then ruled himself out of that because he didn't want to be on that list. He wanted to be in the main squad, a little bit selfish. Do those sort of attitude problems post a little bit of a worry for you, Sandro for Milan, even though he is such a talented player?
2: Uh, I, I think they do, to be honest. But again, because his contract does expire next year, uh, we could see Milan get him uh, on a pretty pretty cheap deal uh, or maybe even try to lock him up for free next summer. Uh, but, <laughs> like I said, if Gattuso's still there, I don't know how much of uh, any of that he would let slide in his locker room.
0: That's a good point about Gattuso, but I'm not sure he's met Rabiot's mother just yet, at least anyway. That might be a fierce fight to keep an eye on, should it happen. Uh, on to some deals that have got, well, one that's gone through at least anyway, according to Juventus, and that's uh, Favilli, who's head to Genoa. Obviously, he signed, uh, well, Andrea Favilli um, joined Juventus earlier this summer from uh, Ascoli, and then is now obviously heading to Genoa, on loan, to to option to buy as well. What do you think to the move?
2: Uh, I think it represents... Uh... A pretty good deal for both sides. Uh, So Gianluca Di Marzio is reporting that uh, Andrea Favilli is set to join Genoa on a $5 million loan deal, plus the option to buy for an additional $7 million, um, in which case Juve would also retain a buyback option for the following two seasons. Um, So we've seen Juve and many Italian teams use this formula before, uh, sending out a player... To a, t- to a lower team in the standings to receive more playing time and while keeping a buyback option in case they uh, r- rise and uh, fulfill their potential. Um, so I, I, I was at uh, Ube's game versus Bayern Munich in Philadelphia, and the first time I've really seen him play, uh, he bagged a brace, and he definitely is a talented young striker. Um has a big body and big presence so i think this is a good deal for all uh, for all sides involved um he is a for me he's also a bit of a replacement for um pietro Pellegrini, uh genoa star youngster who joined monaco in january uh so i'm expecting favilli to get some decent playing time at genoa
0: and it'd be an interesting one as well because they did have their moments last season where they were sort of struggling near the bottom of the table and they also did really struggle for goals. Um, ended up uh, only the third, third least amount of goals joint with Benevento obviously went down as bottom. But that's hopefully something he can address. Do you think he can be the man to lead Genoa's line next season and really propel them more from uh, to, towards safety and not have the worries that they had uh, at the end of last season?
2: Uh, I think so. I mean, he's definitely a guy, a profile that would play as a a prima punta center striker. Um, He's got a big build, and uh, I think he could uh, do the job. I mean, he's 21 now, so uh, he should be coming into himself
0: and it'll be interesting to see how he rises especially if he does do well in there I'm trying to try and sign him permanently as well we'll wait and see Um, on to the final bit of news in Italy and it's um, newcomers or returning newcomers at least in Frosinone um, signing a player and also having an interest in another who is interesting another Italian club as well and let's talk about the signing at least the first of Hal Fredson from Udinese for the newcomers what can you tell us about the deal?
2: Uh, So uh, Imhof Halfordson has joined uh Frosinone from Udinese on a permanent deal for an undisclosed fee. Um, but this is certainly a good, good, solid deal by the newly promoted club. Uh, Halfordson's played in Italy the last uh six, seven years, uh, with Hellas Verona uh, and uh, Udinese. Uh, and he brings a de- depth of uh experience. Uh, and has a very good left foot in the middle of the park uh, so I think this is a, a solid signing for Frosinone
0: and and they're also looking at strengthening up front as well with, with um, Lucas Perez potentially as a loan signing there's also obviously interest from Lazio who reportedly looking at him in English press at least anyway in Arsenal slapping a about seven million pounds price tag on him which doesn't sound the craziest amount but it does sound a little bit crazy that he's interesting a, a potential champions league contender and also uh, potential newcomers w- what would you think if if Frosinone could get someone like perez through the door could he maybe fire them towards safety
2: uh yeah i mean this would probably be a pretty big uh, coup for Frosinone. uh i know things haven't worked out at arsenal uh for the spanish forward but he's uh certainly has a, a bit of talent uh and I think he could uh, potentially do well in Italy. I mean, being on a squad like Frozenone it, it might be tough um, in terms of chances created and uh, opportunities in front of goal. But uh, he could represent uh, someone who can carry the team uh, above the safety line.
0: And it's going to be an interesting one, should he. that That'd be a really good signing for them. That's what you kind of need to do as a promoted sign. On to things. In France, and there's plenty of interesting deals up in the air and, and things like that. And starting with Newcastle having interest in Lille star Thiago Maia. Um, reportedly the club have looked to try and get the player on loan with an option to buy. It's an interesting one, given that he well he, he was sort of the star signing as you were um, for Leo Lassie and obviously having that big reputation from Brazil, the youngster, everyone thought that he might be the sort of star in this sort of class of many youngsters that were going to be growing under Marcelo Bielsa. Obviously it didn't quite work out that way. It ended up more of a disaster than anything with Thiago Maia, ending up playing centre midfield out on the wing, left back at times, and he was not a left back in any kind of description. He, he really struggled in all honesty. He never quite adapted to French football. Uh, the physicality wasn't great for him. Um, he didn't quite have the, the verve or the space or the, or the pace really to, to live up to things. And that may be the worry that some Newcastle fans should have because he didn't really hit the ground running now. Um, would he be someone that adds something to them? Because they obviously are looking for more cut price deals and more riskier moves he may be someone that does still have the talent he's still very young still early only just 20 years old he's still got a lot of talent to go for him but at the same time the the worrying signs are that it, that that spell at Leal might have not only a, a talent effect but also a psychological effect there was the moment where obviously the fans came from the stands and, and the, some of the players there was a lot of difficult moments that either are going to make or break a player and if Newcastle do sign him they may need to give him a bit of cuddling first to see he's okay but he could be someone that does something special or he could be someone that absolutely explodes it completely depends on how he can be nurtured under Rafa Benitez and maybe he might be the right manager other than someone like El Loco who may be a little bit more tough to get along with at least um on, on to another player who is pretty tough for a lot of teams to get on with, and that's Hatton Ben-Arthur. He's looking for a new club, having been uh, released from Paris Saint-Germain this summer. Um, looking at a free move, several places had been offered to Ren previously, and they'd ha- offered his project to him, but the 31-year-old said no. It looks now like Bordeaux, in recent hours, have made a fresh approach for the free agent, according to Foot Mercato. Um, it's unclear whether Le Girondin's approach so far will interest the mercurial forward, you might say. But he is looking for a project that excites him. Um, obviously, had that spell at Nice where he really regrew his career and maybe took the riskiest step. And we did say at the time of heading to, to Paris to try and prove himself at the highest level again, didn't really get the game time he wanted. And his attitude sort of reared its ugly head a little bit again. Um, but he... Looks like he wants to stay in France. He looks like he wants to try and find that interesting move. Whether someone like a Monaco or a Lyon or a, or a Marseille would take a risk is highly unlikely, really. So someone like Bordeaux with potential new owners, with with an interesting squad of a couple of good young players. I'm thinking Puget, I'm thinking Varder in midfield as well. Um, got some, obviously, allowed Malcolm to grow as well. So he could be someone to really be a linchpin in that side and, and do similar to what he did in nice and sort of improve that squad a little bit add a little bit of flair and a little bit of creativity he is still that kind of player even though he's essentially had a year off um, making instagram videos and, and insulting people on, on the internet while uh, not playing for paris saint-germain but we'll wait and see if he does make that move because it would be nice to see him playing his football again because he can be such a real dream to watch but at the same time he, he must be an absolute nightmare to deal with on a weekly basis uh, on to Some interesting news that will interest at least uh, Liverpool fans. And that's Nabil Fakir. Um, Still in the headlines for them, but at the same time, it looks like he's closer to signing a new deal with Lyon instead of making the move to the Premier League in the end. And that's according to France Football. Um, He's a great player, but it it just feels like that Liverpool saga has ended up with him wanting to stay in france for the time being at least the the worries about his knees with obviously the injuries he's had over the last couple of years especially that big one um that he had a couple of years ago that saw him miss most of the season um has already maybe put teams off i remember obviously um, liverpool having cold feet previously on someone like louis Remy for similar kinds of um, faults in their medicals and wanting to lower the price and that's not gonna fly for jean-michel olas who is a feisty customer and as feisty as they come and really, if they're going to come back in Liverpool, they would not just have to offer the money that they mentioned earlier, they may even have to add a bit of a sweetener to try and make a deal happen whether they can do that now, whether they would simply allow Vecchia to sit on it and allow a contracting station to happen, which would be nice, it will give Vecchia the payday that he's likely looking forward to sort of appease himself having got so close to Liverpool um just before the the end of the, oh, a couple of months ago at least but it would be great to see him stay in France see if he can improve on that especially the half of the first half of last season where he was sensational if he can return to those levels it would be pretty great to see and uh, just very quickly on on some deals in France and briefly um Sunderland defender Lamin Kone Undergoing a medical with Strasbourg tomorrow. We're going to have a loan deal. The former Lorient man looking to return to French shores it will be interesting to see how he does. And also, from our report yesterday of Cone looking at Matt Miyazaga, Um I've seen not are now in the race for that. And it looks like the American is leaning towards a move to Le Canary. Um It looks like that. Um, That club interests him a little bit more, a bit bigger profile, a bit bigger stadium, looking towards more Europe than staying up. It might be a slightly better move for the American than heading to Com. Uh, That's all that we have time for this evening. My thanks to Alessandro Axel and all of you at home for your company this evening. Um, Please do join us again tomorrow for more from the crazy world of the transfer winner.
2: Good night.